Hello and welcome to the Double Take Podcast with Jess and Jenny, where we talk about all things TV. Hi, Jess. It's me, Jenny. Jenny. (laughs) (laughs) Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you too. I am kind of exhausted. From running? From running. uh, Yeah, it's a beautiful day, but it's a little hot out there and my legs a little bit feel like jello and my brain also a little bit like jello, but I am excited to talk about Ted Lasso episode five with you. I'm nervous. For very specific reasons. Are you nervous for the reasons that I'm excited? (laughs) Oh, I mean, yes, but also just in general because of my feelings about this episode. We can can get into it. I really did not like this episode. I'm really upset by how much I did not like this episode because I was giving this season like a – I feel like I feel like episode one and two. I was like, you know, I was feeling it out. I wasn't upset yet. I was I was okay with it. By episode three and four, which I guess was our last podcast, clearly I was feeling a little less good about things, mm-hmm. but not like totally written it off yet. And then with this episode, I feel like is it irredeemable? Like this is this season just trash? I'm sorry, what's going on? It's and I shouldn't say it's bad because it's subjective, but. It is not doing it for me anymore. Yeah. Um, I don't feel like this – it seems as though you've been sort of climbing toward this decision – or not decision, but this feeling. It, this episode feels very similar to the last episode to me, but I, I've maintained my – yeah, the same feeling. Um, I even wrote – one of my notes is like some of these some of these scenes feel like they're parts of a different show. Like – Rebecca's spiral, I know that tracks from other seasons that we've had with her, but for some reason in this episode, I was a little bit like, this feels very disconnected to anything else that we're that we're dealing with. Um, I think my overall takeaway is related to that, which is my overall takeaway of why this season's not working for me. And I don't know why this episode really stuck out to me. It's probably been like this all the episodes, and I've just sort of – it's taken me a while to realize it. But – the characters, all of the main characters at this point are off in their own storylines. And what was always good about this show was all of the characters interacting with each other. And we're not getting that. We're, we're barely getting tiny bits of that. Like the best part of the last two episodes for me, I think I said this on the last pod, was Roy and Jamie's workouts. Oh, 100%. Yeah. And I was like, oh, it's because two of the best characters were interacting with each other. And that was a total of like two minutes mm-hmm. of the show. And I think that might have been like the only two minutes where characters interacted with each other. Even the Rebecca Keeley interactions were getting like missed phone calls. Like that's like as much as they're interacting in this episode. And the we get we still get some like locker room team time, but it's so short. And it's just like little like tags of the show. It's not even full scenes, I feel. Well, the soccer in general, it's like it's the back seat. The first scene was the like them losing seven weeks in a row and them falling to ninth place. And I was like, oh, is that it? That's the, Soccer is just this tiny little scene in the beginning now. That's not the point of the show anymore. Like this is – it just felt like such an afterthought. Yeah. The, I mean, yeah, I agree. I feel like I don't have other – we could keep naming – Example. No, that's, no, that's good. That was that's just my overall. I just wanted to get my overall feelings yeah. out of the way. I think all of my notes are about just like different various thoughts I had about the different characters and the storylines that they're each in. Mm. But my overall sort of negative feeling about this episode isn't 
as much about any of those specific things and more just the lack of interaction between the characters. And that's what I always liked about the show. So just wanted to get that out of the way. Yeah, no, I totally agree. But the other thing that is irking me about the season and has sort of like since a little bit of season two is the writing and the jokes. I wrote down specifically ones that I like maybe I'm maybe I'm just a little jaded, but they're for instance. I can't even remember who said, oh, my dad calls it talent dysmorphia. And then the response was like, ooh, yeah, that's good. Do you know what I'm – I wrote that down and I didn't write who said that. No, that one didn't stick out to me. And I don't remember it in context, so I can't give an opinion about it. Um, Well, yeah, I feel weird that I didn't write down who said it and what the context was. But I wrote it down because I was like, it's not that good. That's like a thing. That's that's not like a clever thing to say. It's It seems – I don't know, like kind of an obvious – anyway. It's too obvious. Uh, and then the Roy Kent being – like wanting to beat the bully into oblivion and that that bit going on for like a very long time was weird to me. It felt – like I got the fact that they were leaning in for the comedic bit of then Ted being like, yeah, I think like maybe we won't do that. Um, but it was just I, too much. For me. I didn't get that. Like it was in his overly descriptive way that he'd kill the bully, right? Or like prank him or whatever. And he was prank? very yeah, was really serious violent. and very I see, I can't remember the details of it. I just remember that it went on and on and it was really detailed. And yeah, and he was like so serious about it. And he was like, and I'd show up in his bedroom and it would be the middle of the like whatever it was. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, again, feels like a bit that I've seen in like a meme or something, but like that isn't it's not Roy's type of humor supposedly like up to this point i don't think maybe if they'd taken that back like 50 percent of the intensity it would have worked but i was i was just very much like why are we in even more cartoon world of this and also yeah i was very turned off by that scene in general i had the same same reaction to that to that bit for sure my the joke that i wrote down for this episode that i was like please enough mm-hmm. was them acting like monkeys or apes or whatever it was and yeah. I wrote down the fact that we literally only like one episode ago got them acting like dogs when they were like barking. And I was – I tried to be like, oh, whatever. A That's like line. the diamond dog yeah, yeah, yeah. joke now. But them like being baboons or whatever in this episode, I was like, what, this, what is this? This is physical – this is slapstick humor now? I'm, I don't understand how we got here. <laughs> the only – I did – I thought Roy joining in the way he joined in was kind of funny. But that was the only part of that joke that I really enjoyed. Um, yeah, those are the only jokes that I wrote down too, but I feel like we're in agreement. It's just sort of the, uh, it's not working as well as, as maybe as I had in the past. It's not. I feel a little sad that this is now the Ted Lasso hate podcast. Apologies to people who disagree with us. Don't turn this off. There's, we have, we have more things to say. Hopefully not all bad. (laughs) I want to say not as strong as hate, just like disappointed. I don't know. (laughs) That's the thing is like, I still like this show. I will still watch this show. I'm very frustrated by the way this season is going based Mm -hmm. on how much I loved. Because I didn't dislike the second season. I was a fan of the second season when other people seemingly did not like it anymore. I had no problem with like Beard having his own episode last season. I had no problem with the like Christmas episode. People Mm -hmm. said those episodes were filler. I was like, give me all the Ted Lasso filler. Like Mm. if filler is just people being like joyful and having like funny interactions, amazing. I love Ted Lasso filler. The problem with this season is very different to me. And yeah, and I'm just – I'm disappointed. Anyway, sorry for that repetitive 
Side note, do you have more jokes that you did not like? No, that was, are we continuing with that? I stopped writing them down after a little while. Um, yeah, I feel I, I definitely, I don't know, I, I definitely am jaded. There are, I watch this with Carter and he's like, I'm just not looking at it that closely and having a better time than I am. So I think there is a little bit of it where I'm looking for the things to be annoyed at at this point, which is a bit on me. But I yeah, but I get, that's sort of what I I think I wasn't doing. That's why my descent into disappointment was slower than yours this mm. season because I was trying to like it. I was looking for reasons to like it mm-hmm. when it wasn't giving me many. And by this point, You're I just, just tired I sat of looking here, watched that episode, and was just like, "Why are they all on their own storylines? And some of them are working better than others, but." Some of them just sort of suck, and every time we get pulled into that person's storyline, I'm talking about Keely. I'll just say it. <laughs> I'm like, can can this stop? I've had enough of this. The way that they've taken her character in general. Can I get into this? Or yeah, did go, you have? Oh no, go, go back for to it. Something? The way they're taking Keely's character is really pissing me off in a in a bunch of ways. And no, I don't mean that she's bi. That is obviously not pissing me off. But I just want to say that in case listeners misinterpret, gonna think that's what I meant. No, what's pissing me off is. Okay, Keely was – in the first season, you think, oh, she's just sort of like a dumb hanger-on. Mm-hmm. And you quickly learn that she's not. That's That was an arc very early on for Keely. She's actually quite smart. She's very driven. She's good at what she does. That's why she has this PR firm. Okay, great. That makes sense. But then some of the stuff that she's doing in this PR firm makes no sense. And I think it's out of character for her being the smart, savvy businesswoman that she is. Do you like have not specific- knowing – yeah, I do. On. Thank you. Yes, mm-hmm. I will say three. I will say three. <laughs> One, she like doesn't know. I think this was a couple episodes ago, but when I was compiling this list, I was thinking back. She doesn't know what a CFO stands for. Mm, yep, she, yep, 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 yep. Uh, like, that's weird. I think she'd know. She owns her own company. And who doesn't know that? That's just – please. I, did, I didn't buy that. Second, she doesn't know who her investor is. Someone says Jack Danvers and she's like, who the heck is that? I'm sorry, your main investor? You have no idea who they are? I don't think so. She's too smart. It's bothering me. It's mm-hmm. reasonable that someone might not know. If if that had just been a line and I didn't know this character, fine. But Keely's supposed to be smart. We've learned that she's smart. I'm annoyed by those things. Third thing, hiring Shandy. The mm-hmm. whole, Everything about this Shandy character has pissed me off. But from the beginning, it did not make sense that she'd hire her. And I tried to see it as like, okay, she she's seeing in Shandy what, she's, what she wished people had seen in herself, seen in her from the beginning, was potential beyond just being a model. But she then made a million excuses. It went on for too long. By the time she fired her, I was like, girl, please, you would have fired her ages ago. Like, she sucks at her job. I agree with you. I mean, I'm glad you pedaled back. Or maybe you didn't pedal. I don't know. The hiring her made perfect sense to me. It was the – No, that's why I said, like, seeing past – the model and right and and ho- she had a good a, like a good idea on the set of that ad that they yeah, were doing true. so it made sense of sort of like wow initiative she's smart she's quick with ideas um and thinking about like the way that they that's why I'm mad about how they portrayed Shandy I said this in the last episode I'm mad that this was the way that they chose to take this rather than introducing another character that could succeed in the same and like Keely like could another help along Keely. Yeah. yeah and I do agree she would not have let it go as long as it did. However, I do 
understand the difficulty in trying to fire a person that is also your friend. Like Keely's never had to deal with something like that before, but it was too big. Like every, all the actions were too big to, to not address earlier. And um, yeah, so that was a little unbelievable, but the other ones, yeah. Yeah. The, the CFO thing, definitely the not knowing who your investor is. I thought she knew that Jack Danvers was an investor, but just had never seen, like didn't, had never met Jack Danvers. No, wasn't it like, uh, and I should have gone back and watched the clip again, but I thought it was like her, what's the, Barbara, I think is her name. The other woman who works for her said something about Jack Danvers and, oh, there we go. Uh, Well, I never claimed to be as smart as Keely. And then Keely says something about that being like one of her friends or something. Like she like clearly doesn't know who she is in that that. scene. And that's why – yeah, it stuck out to me because the CFO was like, "Um, your main investor? Like you should know this was sort of the implication. And yeah, I was like, yeah, she would know that. This mm-hmm. is why are we doing this? What's the point? And then ultimately, again, has nothing to do with the fact that she's bi. I'm that will I will always be happy when a character is bi. That's great. Great news for everyone. Are you about to cool say you're upset about Roy and Keeley's the fact that they haven't reapproached well, it at all? I am still upset because I think their breakup makes no sense. But no, it's the in the last episode. And I said this on the podcast. I was like, what is the tension here? Because if it's sexual tension, it's not coming through correctly. And then it was sexual tension. And I'm mad because it came through so weirdly in that episode. Like it wasn't directed well at all, I don't think. I don't know about that. I definitely thought it was sexual tension last episode. In fact, I wrote down a note. If it reads at all like sexual tension, it probably is in Ted Lasso. That's what I'm learning from them. If it's at all- But I all- didn't get sexual <laughs> tension. I'm not ready to argue about the waitress. Hold your horses. I but, yeah. <laughs> but but for, with the Jack Danvers stuff specifically, mm-hmm. I just was like, I think that's what they're going for based on there's no other subtext that makes sense. Mm-hmm. But I didn't actually- get those vibes. Like they didn't feel like they weren't relayed correctly. And I don't know if it's the directing or the acting. I mean, it was also very short. She just was like silent for like whole stretches of conversation. What was, is that sexual tension? Someone just not speaking? It feels like middle school maybe. Have you seen you? Because I feel like that's all what's When he just like stares. Yeah. Jack Danvers (laughs) is actually just having conversations in her head. Yeah. Herself. Yeah, maybe that is sort of the the best explanation I could come up with that you just came up with. So I didn't love that. I'm totally fine with that happening. I just thought there was like zero buildup. Even in this episode, they were just like suddenly making out. And I was like, you know, I don't think my gaydar is really bad. I think it's probably fine. Just average. I don't think that's the problem. And And I was confused. I think I it don't was know. maybe I'm the only one that feels this way. I think the main problem, and you could disagree with this, is pacing. Is if they if that interaction with them that you're describing that did not read a sexual tension to you had been the first interaction, and then there had been two more episodes, or at least just like a couple more scenes between that and that, like it, they might have given it room to grow, and it would have not felt as weird. Um, but it was one episode. They meet and like don't know each other and one gives the other a tampon to like, they're going to go to another game together and clean up, like have an experience cleaning up sheep poo. And all of a sudden that is like, Oh, the spark, you know, like they skipped over a lot of stuff. I don't know. 
how yeah, I and feel it just exactly. wasn't the chemistry wasn't there or they weren't flirting. I don't know. I just <laughs> I was not reading sexual tension in those scenes. I was guessing it based on process of elimination, mm-hmm. but it I wasn't feeling it. And I I think that's a flaw of the show somewhere, even if I can't pinpoint where, yeah, what it was. But no, I mean, cool that Keeler's bi. I love a bi character. That makes oh, but also. Did Ted Lasso like just learn about gay characters this season because what do you mean? between this and oh. the Colin being gay? I'm like, and there I were no gay meant, characters before that. I thought you meant Ted himself. I was like, probably no, 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 not. Sorry. The no, no, show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think like the writers like this season, they were like, oh, wait, we forgot to put gay characters <laughs> in. Let's do that. I mean, it's the third season. It's a little weird, but I'm, yeah, I'm trying to think better back late now than never. To the first and second season to remember if there is any like – any of the players? I guess not. I guess if we've, yeah. Huh. Yeah, it's weird. It's giving like they just hired a new writer and the writer is gay and he was like, hey guys, why are there no gay characters? And they were and like, like, oh, oh. shit. <laughs> we forgot about them. Uh, I wonder if what's bothering me is it seems as though the Jack Danvers Keeley thing is just a means to an end, especially given the scene where they um, zoomed in on. Roy's face while they were cutting back and forth between Keely and Jack making out and then Roy and like I don't know there was some voiceover or maybe Ted was saying something like sometimes you know you do something to somebody you regret I don't know I can't remember exactly what the words are but it felt very much like oh they're gonna have a conversation soon and that's annoying it's annoying that they rushed a romance slash sexual tension-y thing just to get Roy and Keely back together when as we've discussed they should have Spoken by now anyway. And didn't need to break up in the first place. So everything <laughs> about that arc is flawed to me. Did we ever – maybe I'm just forgetting what happened in the second season. Why did Roy break it off? You just thought he wasn't good no, enough it's, for her? No, it's weird. It's at the very, very end of the season. Of second season. I think like, think like the last scene even. I'm trying to remember if it's like – it's one of the last scenes uh, of the last – of the second season. And – Roy presents Keely with vacation tickets, flight tickets to go on vacation for like a couple weeks. And he's like all excited because he's like surprising her with these. And she's like, she basically is like, I can't go. I have to work because she's just started the PR agency. And he responds, this might not be a perfect scene for scene reenaction. You're remembering more than I do. So it's my memory. Uh, He says, are we breaking up? And even that, I was like, wait, why did you jump to that? I think the point is like, they haven't been spending time together and they've He's felt like, things were like a little weird after that photo shoot uh, that they did. Do you remember that? Vaguely. So we were supposed to read that, I think, as the first like seeds of discontent because they just were on the like, yeah, sort of different pages, different work life balances, maybe not. I don't know, maybe not getting along in the way that they used to, but it wasn't overt. And then so by the time you get to the scene where he's like, are we breaking up? It's still not clear why they would be breaking up. Yeah, I totally and forgot about that. That was the very end of the season. And then this season started with them breaking up. God, I am so, so over just non-communication in couples being used as a plot device for like some. I just, I know. It's old. That is the worst trope. I have one more thing to say before we get into what will be my favorite topic of the of the podcast. But okay, I have a couple more before we get there. Okay, before you, how many in my life? 
I don't think I ruined your life. Like two more notes. Well, I want to talk about Rebecca's arc and then I have a couple random notes. I have one about Zava, but you can go Rebecca first. Um, Well, I have a Zava note too. Is it that you can't just randomly retire in the middle of the season? (laughs) That that feels wrong. I my my note was more the Zava arc has been just so weird to me. I, exactly. I like that Jamie is still committed to training with Roy. I like that that was the button on the end of the episode, but I felt like that could have been achieved without a random new character that comes in and has questionable motives and also things that it does to the other characters. Like I didn't understand the way anyone was reacting to Zava at all. Like it just didn't make any sense to me. Um, and then what else did I say? Oh, there was the whole thing about them them not being able to do a play because they were worried that Zava wouldn't stand down. They were creating – maybe this was when in the last episode when they were going to play uh, West Ham and they were like, oh, will Zava go for that? Will he go for like dropping back and not being the center forward, whatever? But the whole – but like it seems like, yeah, he would. It seems like he's the kind of person that would definitely do that based on all of these things and especially him than just retiring out of nowhere. So I just don't understand the Zava character, I guess. Uh, and it, it felt weird that, that that was the whole arc. I didn't like it. I, I don't understand why he was in this season at all. It's not like they didn't have enough storylines. Exactly. I, would, I would say that that's not the problem that they're having this season. But yeah, let's throw in another one. And it made sense when it was it was sort of the impetus for like Rebecca and Rupert fighting again because that has taken a backseat at certain times in the show but that mm-hmm. I mean that's you know the main reason for the first season's events for hiring Ted for any of this so I'm always okay when that comes up again and if that was if that was the reason that they were going to fight in the beginning of the season fine but then when he actually got on the team like just why was he such a big part of like three episodes and now he's retired and yeah it seems like they had good ideas they just didn't execute on them well. Like Zava would have been a fine piece to use. They just didn't use – like I I just – I'm more annoyed with how they used him, not that he existed at all and also that he's gone now. Just strange from beginning to end. One more random note. Yeah. It was very obvious to me that Henry was the bully and not being <laughs> bullied when Ted very clearly like got a text that was – it was like there was a bullying incident. I'm sorry. Why would you say it like that? And then the way he immediately related as, oh, Henry was bullied. I was like, hmm. I wonder what they're definitely going to be that Henry was the bully. And again, why? Do we – please. I don't I don't need any more Henry scenes. That kid means nothing to me. I do. Did you notice that Ted was having one of his episodes, the panic attack thing, except, and then when Henry called, it went away? And he was calm again. There wasn't the ringing. And then as soon as Henry hung up, the ringing started again. I think that's why. I think they're mm-hmm. reintroducing a way for – I think Ted's going to be leaving England soon. And I think that's how this show family. ends. Yeah. Like I think that's how the season ends and I think that's how they're going to end the whole show. And that that makes sense. So if this is all part of that, that's fine. But just a, but yeah, like I, an I hear you. storyline for – also like the kid hasn't really shown like bullying tendencies. I, not that – maybe you don't. Maybe a kid doesn't. I don't know. I want to know what he did. (laughs) I I don't know what the bullying was. The whole thing is weird. Like, did he punch someone in the face? Like, that'd be so, (laughs) that'd be so hardcore. (laughs) They didn't say, did they? Did we both just forget? 
No, I don't think they, they said. I they think didn't. the kid just said, like, this wouldn't have happened if I had taken your advice. That was all we got. And then they had the little snippet of Ted's advice, which was sort of like count to 10. I don't remember what the rhyme is, but it was some rhyming advice. <laughs> oh, yeah. I only vaguely remember that. Yeah. Okay. I have things to say about Rebecca. Go for it. I really like the Rebecca storyline because I love that actress. I think she is so freaking good. I wrote down the scene where she gets the phone call, like mm. insanely good. That acting, mm-hmm. just watching her face and the micro expressions that she goes through while she's, you know, on a phone call. But I know there's really nobody on that call. And so I just, I mean, I guess it's not great that I was taken out of it, but I was taken out of it because I like to admire good acting, mm-hmm. not because she was doing anything wrong. In fact, she was just so freaking good that I was just thinking about how excellent she was that I wrote down this note out loud. I said, holy shit. And I'm sure Matt was like, what, what's, the, what's your problem? And I was literally just that the acting was so good that I was like having a moment. I was having a, a problem dealing with how good it was. Anyway, that aside, it, it again feels like very disjointed and like sort of out of nowhere and also if the whole if her whole arc this season was going to be she wanted a baby well first of all it feels disjointed because they sort of brought that up very early on in season one that was one of rebecca's characteristics or like one of her driving factors motivations whatever yeah yeah yeah. Yeah, motivations and then they didn't bring it up for like a season and a half Mm -hmm. so it just feels a little bit odd that that's like her main motivation now and that they had it introduced this season by her going to a psychic. Like in retrospect, that is what that scene was for, like almost entirely, unless something comes back with Sam, which I guess it still could. But so far, the reason to have her go to a psychic and have that long ass scene was just to make her like realize again that she wants a baby. I feel like that could have been done almost any other way, a hundred other ways. Yeah, I keep waiting for why she like why psychic is there a reason is that is that going to come back at all i yeah i agree <laughs> it doesn't bizarre even just seeing yeah yeah even just seeing sam or her i also didn't understand the scene with the old or like the person she dated for a while whose new fiance or wife or whatever said shite and knighting armor I get that that was another like, oh, someone else said a thing that the psychic said. But other than that, was that scene necessary? No, and it went on for quite a, very a while. long time. Yep. Yeah, just all of these Rebecca scenes. I'm like, I'm loving them because I could watch her say anything and she's just such a good actress. But I'm also like, huh, this episode was quite long and not sure those scenes really did anything. Also, why did it look like the doctor was going to cry when she went to the clinic? Am yeah, I the only one that thought that? It like no. looked like he had tears in his eyes, and he, there was no news yet. Like it wasn't like he was sad about the news. Maybe he's just she got was, allergies. Like they were both emotional. I know. I sometimes I'm wondering if like the lights are just like reflecting a weird way because there are times where I swear I think people are crying that they aren't crying in TV shows. So maybe this is just one of those times. Anyway, no. I I mean I stand by it. one of my first notes. I think I said out loud during this, but yeah, Rebecca's whole section feels like it's part of a different show, like a Ted Lasso yeah. spinoff almost. I don't know exactly, um, but that's all I've got on Rebecca. Last tiny note. I'm just procrastinating. I know. I can tell to the part I don't want to talk about. But the green screen in Keely's office was so bad. Did you notice that? 
It stuck what? out to me how bad it was. Literally just the backdrop. Like her office has like floor ceiling windows or very oh. large windows. And just the like the backdrop that they put in there looked so dumb. No, I, just I was feel not like looking. I'm so sorry. They they could have done a better job. It stuck out to me. I I'll go back. might be the only one, but it did seem like glaringly noticeably bad. And with all that, right, you can you can <laughs> gloat. Let's do it. Man, I just, you know, I'm not a perfect person, but I get yeah. It's just being right feels so good. <laughs> I just rolled my eyes so drastically. <laughs> I know you guys can't see that, but the thing is, I I feel the need to immediately explain that I We haven't even said what this is about. <laughs> oh, shit, we should do that. Go ahead. You can you can tell the tell the people at home. Uh, so if you listen to last episode, we had this conversation about how I thought that they were setting up this weird I, – I acknowledged it was weird uh, – thing with Nate and the hostess from the restaurant Taste of Athens. And I was like, yeah, there are all these like kind of like flirty vibes going on or some like weird negging. It seems like they're setting up some sort of relationship. And then I pro- – like I, I guessed that maybe it was part of the Nate redemption arc potentially. Someone seeing something good in him again that is not Rupert, who we know as evil. Um, Jess, I don't think in the podcast you – like completely shot me down. But offline, you 100% <laughs> shot me down. On the podcast, you gave me a little wiggle room. And then later, you and Sam, your sister, ganged off on me on text and you're like, you're an idiot. <laughs> that's not a, that's not what happened at all. <laughs> Say that. I didn't sure, question the idiot your was, uh... intelligence, just your sanity. And I, in that <laughs> moment, was very sure that you were wrong. On the podcast, I, I've, I don't know. Yeah, I think I said like, I immediately was like, no, that's not what was happening. But then you explained it. And I was like, well, I can't come up with a better argument in this moment. (laughs) So I'm going to say you might be right and just move on. Because, yeah. And also, I don't like to be wrong either. And had Sam not texted – yeah, so my sister started the text group and was like, Jenny, please. That's clearly not what it was. And I was like, oh, my gosh. Yeah, I didn't think so either. And I just felt (laughs) – To which I I responded immediately. I was like, you both have a – action item to go rewatch that scene. <laughs> and I did. I and I still was like, I'm not getting sexual attention. I don't know what's wrong with this show and the way that they think they're building sexual attention, but it is not working. And I stand by that. But I get what you meant in the moment. And I once I reflected on it, I think I also stopped arguing with you on text because I was like, I can't say for certain that it's not that because it doesn't really perfectly make sense that she's just judging him. Like why would that seat have been in there? You're right. It still was reading to me as judgment though. And so my my main takeaway that I that I gotta say, and then you can go some more if you want, is that it's not it's not good if we're both entirely reading that differently. Like if I'm not getting sexual attention at all and you are, and we're both sure that that's right, like that's not one of those times where it's like artfully mis <laughs> misambiguous that that something be a, a way or a different way, like that should have been clear to everyone, especially people who watch this much TV. Yeah. I don't know what to say, but I don't really have a direct answer to that in particular. But that's only because I saw it very clearly. So I, I, uh, I, yeah, that still blows my mind because I just <laughs> thought it was not at all clear. But I also feel like you're seeing it from a logical perspective, which that's why on the podcast I was like, yeah, maybe you're right because it was a logical argument, it just wasn't what I saw. It was a logical argument that that's why that's oh. be in there. Like, because why else? 
so, okay, just going back to the scene of the crime, I, while watching that scene, felt like picked up that they were doing some sexual tension-y thing, which felt wrong to me. But then I was trying to, I was like, that can't possibly be right in my own head. And then as I was trying to logic, well, why might that, like, that does make sense. If like, why would they put this scene in here? And then I sort of built up the logical thing afterwards. But I will, like, I, I do think I saw in that scene it being set up before I thought about why. Um, and I still, like, I admit, I think it's a weird choice. I don't think it makes that much sense at all in the show. Um, I did make a TikTok about this saying, like, did anyone else see this after you and Sam had um, had messaged me about it? And there were some people who said, you're crazy. But a lot of people agreed with me. So I'm not the only one who saw it this way. Uh, yeah, I just think the problem is that it was this divisive. <laughs> it's not a divisive thing. It's not a thing that you should have an opinion about if they were building up to waitress woman, I don't know her name, and Nate. Jade. Ha- Jade, thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jade and Nate having a – wow, I feel like that's the first time you knew a character and I didn't. <laughs> Uh, if that's if that's what they were building, their flirtationship or whatever it's going to end up being, it should it should be pretty clear <laughs> in the scene where supposedly those seeds are being planted, and I, I, just like Jack and Keeley, I feel like it was just not telegraphing the way they thought it was at all, and that's that blows my mind. It really See, you does. keep saying you keep saying it wasn't telegraphing the way they wanted it to, but I'm like, I got the telegraph. I received. I mean, I'm glad you did. <laughs> I but I know that I'm not the only one that didn't. If I didn't know anyone else that also Sure. If, if I didn't know anyone that felt the way I did, I would think there was something wrong with me and I'd be concerned. But I know a fair number of people that agree with me. So I feel like it was ambiguous in a way that is a problem for the show and less like I have um, some sort of issue reading people, which I, I also have never felt like until the, issue without. <laughs> until now, I guess. Uh, I do think, I mean, in other podcasts about other TV shows, I do have this point of pride in, I feel like special skills, like seeing it coming is one of them, wh- whether it be people being cannibals in like The Last of Us or yeah, just like random things like that. So I think it was I would have had my pride hurt more if it had turned out that that scene had been about nothing. And I would have been like, what has it all been for? Um, but I'm glad that 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 didn't happen. To be fair, I think the cannibal one is – that that was me. That was just me. <laughs> I'm the only one in the world that didn't get that. And I, I accept that. But in terms of reading – I don't know, reading people's emotions in a scene where they're interacting with each other, like if it's acted well and directed well – I get I get the emotion that's supposed to be portrayed, like 10 times out of 10. That is not an issue I have. All right, not 100% of the time, clearly. <laughs> but no, no, no. I said if it's done well. Mm-hmm, yeah, mm-hmm. no, so I stand by that 100% of the time. This was not done well, and so it does not ruin my percentage. Hear that, Ted Lasso writers? Yeah, honestly, so, somebody should have picked up on that. I stand by that. <laughs> but that well, was not working. I don't have any other notes besides that. Just sort of when it happened, I could not wait for you to watch because I still haven't talked to Sam about it. I need to – I know. I was immediately mad. I yeah, think I texted you. Yep. But I didn't a very, say why. Like I just said <laughs> I I'm, mean, I'm mad and we have to talk about it. But yep. we both knew. Yeah. I got the gist of what it was going to be about. Uh, I don't know what it's going to do. Like I don't really understand where they're going to go from here with the Jade There's and Nate situation. There's 12 episodes in this season. Did you know that? 
feel like that's no. more than I think there were only ten in the last two. Yeah, I didn't. Know I could that. be wrong. So we're I not even halfway that, through. Yeah, yeah. This one's very be interesting. Episode six. Uh, yeah, I'm not super looking forward to. Maybe they'll turn it around. We're not even halfway through. Let's see. That's a good thing. It's, yeah, it could be. It could be good. They could turn Glass this around. Is half empty, but in a good way right now. <laughs> Interesting. We can fill up the glass with better episodes. Oh, I don't I know. I hope we do. I hope we do. Otherwise, I think we're all set for episode five. So reconvene later. <laughs> catch us next time for episode six. And also other TV content. Find links to follow us on socials and subscribe to our newsletter in the show notes of this episode. Thank you for listening to Double Take. If you like what you heard, please support us by subscribing and leaving a review. See you next time. The Double Take Podcast is produced by Jess Ball and me, Jennifer Cullen.